coming up. We got to get this in our spirit. So if you're going to do something and you're not quite sure you can do it in faith, I got a word for you. Don't do it. I don't care what it is. If you're doubting and you can't do it, don't do it. That is if you want to please God. Now, you can do it to please yourself. But it won't please God. And you can dress it up how you want. You can put God's name on it. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. You wouldn't intentionally put yourself in harm's way, would you? Well, we do this spiritually every time we ignore our real enemy and leave the safety of God's presence. Join us for the message series, Maximum Security, where Pastor Rob discusses the various ways we can be spiritually secure and protected. Here's part one of the message, The Need for Faith. We've been talking on the series Maximum Security and we're continuing on to walk through the metaphor that um, Apostle Paul used to describe um, the things that will allow us to guard ourselves and to stand against the tricks of the enemy. And so we're going to continue to talk about that. And hopefully you have your outline with you and something to write with. And um, the, the subtopic for today is the need for faith. The need for faith. Maximum security. The need for faith. And as I share with you, um, on the other messages, we're going to read the passage, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, in a different translation each time so that we can hopefully see something we didn't see, understand something we didn't understand by looking at the different translations. So today, I'm going to be reading the New Living Translation of Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. It reads, a final word, be strong in the Lord and, and in his mighty power. Put on, the, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Yeah, I just want to draw attention to a word in this path, in this verse. It says, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. So next time you fall for one of his tricks, you should think about, well, which piece of the armor I don't have on right now? <laughs> Try to try to figure out. This will be a good exercise for you to just to try to figure out wh where was the kink in my armor, what was the missing piece that, that I didn't have on, that that I did I not have on on the the belt of truth, and I fell for a lie. Well, what what was it? Just think about that. And we haven't talked about truth yet, but we will be talking about it. But that'll be a good exercise for you next time the devil gets you. You just like first of all acknowledge he got you. 
He said, okay, you got me. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> you got me, Lord. I, I, I fell short right here. But then pondering, okay, what, what was it that got me? What got me? And, um, and the Bible tells us after you get got, it's, it's, it's good to confess your sins um, to one another. So, so um, you know, we have these kind of questions come up in our Bible life group. Well, we, 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 I, we have opportunity at times to confess our faults. And you can tell us the devil got me because I didn't have all my righteousness that, that day. And hopefully as we're walking through this, you're making a correlation to how um, um, the, the, the different element of the armor can be utilized. And hopefully I'm trying to make that clear to you as well. So the passage reads on, verse 12, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to stand, be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the, the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Amen. So again, our topic for today is the need for faith. The need for faith. Um, a, uh, on your outline, write this down. What is faith? That's right, sister. What is faith? What is faith? If, if faith, if I need it, I, I, we just got gotta, to gotta, gotta state, well, what is it? And it's good, even after you understand it, to remind yourself of what it is. Because um, sometimes, the truth be told, sometimes we are not operating in faith. By definition, we're not. Yeah, okay, what you just said right there, <laughs> you know, if you, if you follow me around, you'll find a place in my day, a point in my day, where you can say, tap pastor on the shoulder, pastor, what you just did and said right there, that, that wasn't faith. <laughs> You, you can, and if I follow you around, I'm sure I, if I follow you around long enough, I'll, you'll say or do something, and I can just tap you on the shoulder and say, oh, my brother, that wasn't faith. <laughs> All right? That wasn't by faith. That wasn't. It just wasn't. And, and so, um, so we need to identify this. So we need to remind ourselves of what faith is from time to time so that we can continue to operate in it. Hebrews 11.1, 1, and this is one of the places where God didn't leave it to us to try to uh, figure out. He told us directly what it is. <laughs> it, it don't, it, you know, we don't get it that clearly sometimes. We have to do a, a lot of word studying and, and comparing scriptures and all that at times you know, to get out some clear definition. But there are other times where God just comes straight out and just say, boom. 
And this is one of them. He said, he tells us what it is. Now faith is, okay? <laughs> the verse starts out, now faith is. All right, so we don't have to guess on this one. He says, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Okay, that's the NIV. The New Century Version says, same verse, faith means be sure of the things we hope for, knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. Hey, I'm going to read that again. Faith means be sure of the things we hope for, knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. That's important. Here's the truth, and this is something that we really need to meditate on from time to time. There are some things you don't see that are more real than some of the stuff you do see. Okay, there's, there's some things that, 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 are, that you cannot see, but they are, are more real than some of the things you can see. Okay, and, 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 and then when we begin to operate in that mode, see, see the, 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 the scientists will have a problem with this verse. Because they say, if I can't study it empirically, if I can't put a microscope on it, if I can't do some kind of experiment to validate it and prove it, they say, well, then I, it ain't real. I don't believe it. But God says something different in that. And he says, first of all, you don't see me. And I'm real. <laughs> I'm real. I'm, I, and I'm, I'm more real than the stuff you do see. Okay, all right, and guess what God says? And we as children of God need to understand this and live this, which we'll talk about more as we move on here. Uh, B, write this down. Why do I need faith? Why do I need something that I cannot see? <laughs> all right, why do I need it? Um, number one. I need it to please God. I need it to please God. Now, for me, that's all I need to know, okay? <laughs> because I, I, I try to live my whole life to please God. Y'all hear what I said? I put Y'all heard my qualifier? I, I, I try, all right? I, I'm not going to say that I do always, but I try to live my whole life to please God. Please God. I, I spent a lot of life trying to please somebody else. And so now I'm committing myself to please God. It's hard. It's hard. Right? But that's the goal. The goal is to please God. And so you really don't need to know nothing else. But Hebrews 11.6 tells us, and with, without faith, it is impossible to please God. I think I need to say that again. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. I want to pause for a minute right there. You know, some of y'all like to cook some things, and, um, and some of y'all have some recipes that you have um, to cook whatever it is you like to cook. 
you know. Some of y'all, what you like to cook don't need a recipe because it don't take one. You just need a bowl, <laughs> some milk, <laughs> and a box of cereal, right? So that's all you need. It ain't, you know, it ain't much to it, right? That's how, that's how. And then some of you, all, all you need is a Safeway and an oven. You know, <laughs> and a and a frozen sex frozen food section, right? <laughs> and, and so you go there, you get the the frozen food, you unwrap the box, you put it in the oven. That's all you need. I'm not talking to y'all. I'm not talking to y'all. I'm I'm talking <laughs> I'm talking to the folks who really do like to cook some stuff. But and there's some things that you like to cook that you know that it won't be what it is without certain ingredients. It just won't be. Okay, it'll be something else, right? If you don't put this ingredients, certain ingredients in it, it, it will be something else. Okay, you don't, you don't make, uh, you know, some things you don't make and you take out and you say, I don't have that in it, then, then it ain't that. <laughs> then it, what are you going to call it then? Because you can't, you can't call it that if you don't have this ingredient in it, right? Like, how you going to make macaroni and cheese without cheese? I mean, right? I mean, right? It ain't mac. It ain't macaroni and cheese. All right. So don't call it macaroni and cheese, cause it ain't cheese. You don't have no cheese in it. Yeah. Oh, oh, vegan cheese. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Anyway, um, but but the point is here is that if you if you if you're trying to please God. Really, here, if you're trying to please God, you can't do it without faith. Okay, you can't do it. You can't do it. You, you, could, you could win the lotto and give all of it to God. Okay? Okay, if you don't, if you don't give him what you give him in faith, okay, it doesn't please him. It just, it doesn't please him, okay? We got to understand that. It, without faith, God is not happy. I don't care what you do. Jesus said, some going to tell me, Lord, we cast out uh, devils and demons in your name. And Jesus going to say, I'm going to tell them, get away from me. I never knew you. Oh, but we casted out demons in your name. He said, yeah, but it wasn't in faith because I don't know you. And this is what we got to understand. Everything you do, you got to do, it got to be done in faith. There's a scripture, the, uh, the last verse of Romans chapter 14, I think it's 23. It says, if it's not by faith, it's sin. We got to get this in our spirit. So if you're going to do something and you're not quite sure you can do it in faith, I got a word for you. Don't do it. I don't care what it is. If you're doubting and you can't do it, don't do it. That is if you want to please God. Now, you can do it to please yourself, but it won't please God. And you can dress it up how you want. You can put God's name on it. Okay? You, can, you, you say there's something in the store that you want to get, right? And you shouldn't be getting it, whatever it is. All right. And you can decide I'm going to get it anyway. And then you can tell them to embroider God's name on it. 
if you want to, you know. And you can do all of that. You can dress it all up, but God still ain't happy because you didn't do it in faith. It wasn't in his will. It doesn't matter. It's just like you, you can put a chain around your neck with God's name on it. All right? You can. It can be 14, you know, uh, uh, I'm talking diamonds. Okay? It can be all of that. It, God's name. Y'all get what I'm saying? And God still ain't happy. Because it has to be faith. I wanted to drive it home with you because I think sometimes we just live. And we're going to be talking about that. We just live. We just do. Not even thinking about, is this an act of faith? Can I do this in faith? God says, I'm not happy because you can't please me without faith. And he goes on and says, um, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Got to believe it. Number two, write this down. Uh, why do I need faith? I need it to protect me from the devil. I need it to protect me from the devil. Ephesians 6, 16 says, in, in addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, which, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. With, with your pencil, circle all there. It says you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Okay. All of them. Y'all see what faith can do? Let me put it this way. Do you see what pleasing God can do? Okay. So when I, when I take up the shield of faith, just see yourself taking up the banter or the, 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 the element that's going to make God happy. Okay. Because I, I got my faith in my hand. I got the shield, in my, the shield of faith in my hand. And I'm walking and I'm doing whatever I'm doing. I'm doing with it. This is the, the best chance I have to please God. Don't put your faith down. Don't put it down. Because God won't be happy. This is why we should live to please God. Not even ourselves, but to please God. And God is merciful enough to meet our needs and give us some of the things that we want. Okay? He is. He'll do it. He's done it. Number three, why do I need faith? I need it to have a relationship with God. I need it to have a relationship with God. Galatians 3.26, it says, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. In Christ Jesus. You're children of God through faith. That's how you get into that relationship with God. You don't get into that relationship any other way. 
All right, but faith in Jesus Christ. That's it. There's no other way. Okay? All right. We, we need to live like God is our Father. Okay? <coughs> Excuse me. We need to live like God is our Father. Okay? See, some of y'all, some, <clears throat> some of y'all who have children, you, you've probably had an experience with your child, one of your children, that made you go like, <laughs> she or he ain't acting like my child. <laughs> no, no, you're not acting like my child. All right. <laughs> they said or did something. You know, you went to the teacher conference or something, and the teacher told you something that happened, and you you thinking like, my child? <laughs> you know, right? It's like, and 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 God, God is saying, wait, God is like, <sighs> looking at us is like, um, you know, <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, so we need to try to live like. God is our father. Now, that has another, another connotation to it, too. The, the other connotation is this. God is your father. Did, did, you, did y'all hear what I said? God is your father. All right, let me give you an analogy. Just to, and I think I shared this one with y'all before, but I'll share it again. I know I, I shared it with the brothers, but I'm going to share it with y'all again. Just so you can, God is your father, just get that in your spirit. One day when I was a kid, we, we was outside playing football in the street, you know, right in front of the house, you know. Uh, one pole was a touchdown, the other pole was the other one. <clears throat> brothers, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? And so uh, my football uh, went into one of my neighbor's yards, and he didn't like us playing, you know, football in the street. Now, granted, he's right. It was a park right across the street. Okay, we could have we been at the park on the grass playing football, but, you know, it was for us, we kids, you know. It was funner to play in the street and almost get hit by cars and stuff, you know. Just kids, you know, stupid stuff, running in the poles, running in the cars, you know, getting our game interrupted when we could have had an uninterrupted game with no cars, and we could have been right. It was just right across the street. I'm talking right across the street, like 50 yards away. But we'd rather play in the street. Anyway, that's another story. But my ball goes into my neighbor's yard. He didn't like us playing out there, and he comes out, he grabs the ball and runs back into the house with our ball. And I'm thinking, like, you know, you must not know who my father is. <laughs> Y'all understand? I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, you don't know who my father is. You don't know. My father told me several times, nobody better not mess with my kids. Y'all, y'all get what I'm saying? He told me that several times, and I believed him. All right? So I'm thinking, you don't know who my father is. So I run home. I run home. Daddy, 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 daddy. He took my football. Dad, with his deep voice, said he did. What, Robert? <laughs> he said, no, no, I'll be back. And I don't know what he did or what he said, but about five, ten minutes later, my dad came back with my football. I, I tell y'all again, God is your father. 
Do you get that? God is your father. Okay? Not my daddy. No, God is your father. Okay? God's your father. When your parents tell you we're going to go on a trip somewhere or we're going to go do something, and, you know, like, when, like for when, when I was a kid, Great America opened up. So that was one of the big things. Oh, we got to go to Great America, you know, because we knew the chances of going to Disneyland was, like, out of the question. But um, even though my parents, you know, your parents may have told you you were going, but um, Great America was, reason, was, was within, reach, within reach. So we wanted to go to Great America. When it was clear that we was going to go, as a kid, I didn't worry about how we were going to get there, who was going to pay for us to get in. I didn't worry about none of that. I just knew my parents had it. Just, you know, I just was waiting to see it and get on some rides. That's it. Do I have to tell y'all again that God is your father? Why are you worrying when God, almighty God, the maker and the creator of the universe, is your father? You have relationship with him. Why are you worrying? Why are you fretting? God is your father. And if my earthly father can bring my football back, do you know what God can do for you? Oh, yeah. See, write this down. Some truths about faith. I want to give you some truths about faith. Number one. Everybody doesn't have it. Y- y'all, y'all got that? Everybody doesn't have it. That's important for us to know. Living in this world, we need to know. Everybody ain't got it. Right? Unfortunately, we as Christians sometimes live like Everybody got it. Or everybody, yeah, they, they should have it, but we live like they, like, you know, we drive like everybody got faith. <laughs> we, we, we walk like everybody got faith across the street like everybody got faith on our cell phone, <laughs> right? On a red light. Like everybody got faith. Yeah, it's like, why we we gotta wake up. Everybody ain't got faith. Everybody ain't thinking like you. Everybody ain't caring about people. Everybody ain't worried about being fair and right. That's not the case. Everybody ain't got faith. I'm just giving you some examples on how it's why it's important. You've been listening to one by one. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son 
to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Eyes, what I see, what I hear is here, what I hands touch, what I know smell, what I tongue taste. Okay, it 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 informs our lives, but it does not direct our life. It should not direct your life as a as follow Christ. And you should live by faith. Faith should be your sight. Thank you for listening.